And we're back. Uh, this is a continuation of the podcast that I had uh, last time, which was about relationships. So this is part two. Uh, this is your host, uh, Amit. <laughs> so, um, I, I always say Amit, not a vegetable. And I'm going to keep saying that because uh, it'll register with you and it'll help, uh, you know, say the name right. I guess um, Amit, not a vegetable, is something that I used uh, as my builder for other people around me because uh, a lot of people would just... Um, you know, make my name. I went. I went from Ahmad to Ahmet to Armando uh, to Fred. I got a Fred one time, and I'm like, real, really? Like you didn't even reach for it. Like you didn't even. I'm a big brown guy. You know, it's like I don't look like a Fred. You know what I mean? And, and, and if anything, you should have gone for something else. So that's where a meat not a vegetable came about. Is that um, it's you know it's it's important for people to remember people's names. It's not the end all be all if you forget my name. But what I'm saying is if I have a way for you to remember it, that's so you won't butcher it. Because <laughs> I think if you have a unique name, the hardest thing you want to do is, is or the, the thing you're always challenged with is people butchering your name, you know. So anyways, the relationship uh, podcast really touched on what it all means to, to besides synchronicities, you know, what it means to recognize the synchronicities within each other, um, the, the person that you're with. And then and then the the, the notes that I had on the, on the last piece was, you know, um, staying the course, you know, so when... When you have a relationship and things aren't going well, a lot of us, uh, myself included, like a lot of us, you know, we, we don't know what to do, you know, and, and, and then we're like, okay, crap. And then we either try to take advice, go with our gut or what we think is our gut, um, and then we may or may not quite uh, get it right. And, and by right, I mean we still haven't fixed the issue, the, the, the challenge that, that, was, that it was created. Um, everyone in relationships is going to have uh, friction, if you will, or static, you know, and I think that that's key to remember first and foremost, you know, um, I don't think anybody, if you have uh, family members, brothers, sisters, you know, uh, moms and dads, um, have you ever had a perfect situation with them where every so often, you know, have you, have you ever not get yelled at, you know what I mean? Like I'm sure your mom or dad has either yelled at you, you've yelled at your brother or sister, you've yelled at your friend. Um, we all have somewhat friction, you know, I and mean, it doesn't mean that the relationship's over, you know, it just means that that particular thing didn't vibe well. So when, when it comes to challenges in relationships, one of the things um, that I touched on last time was see what, where the challenges are coming from because you have to find uh, what I call find center. Finding center for your relationship is important because remember, there's a lot. It's a hub and spoke system, like I mentioned last time. So the hub is you. The spokes are what influences you. Now, it doesn't mean that that's the end-all, be-all, again, of, of what your resistance is. But if your mom and dad, uh, for instance, are telling you one thing and then your partner's mom and dad are telling them one thing, you know, that's an example of a hub-and-spoke, a really strong hub-and-spoke that could go the, the different way. And a good example would be religion, for instance. You know, a lot of people bring religion into relationships when they get really into, hey, I'm going to marry this person or you get engaged. That's one of the big ones, you know. And, and I guess um, not to bring up religion <laughs> so much, but to, to bring up how you can maybe overcome those challenges would be communication right away with the spoke that it goes to. So so if if in your hub and spoke system, if you are the hub, you and your partner, and now the spoke that's 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 uh, going to be the greatest challenge, for instance, or one of the challenges would be religion uh, because you are a separate religion than your partner, then what is it that you need to communicate with the people that may have something to do with that, like your parent, their parents, you know, uh, or your parents? 
And so that's important to have that discussion way ahead of time before anything formalizes. And I think that's the one thing that people don't do enough. They just think, ah, it'll work out or, you know what, that's, they're this religion, we're close enough or we're not really religious. That's a big one. People saying we're not really religious. I just talked to somebody not too long ago um, in a relationship and, and they're both not religious. Her and her husband are both not religious, yet it was a fucking big deal that the wedding was a certain way. And they're both actually really, and I'm not going to get into all the religious, you know, the cast or not religious uh, beliefs and stuff out there. But what I was saying is, you you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes, you know, it comes down to a Catholic wedding is different than uh, a, a Lutheran wedding, and you know, a Hindu wedding is definitely different uh, than than a, than a Catholic wedding, you know. And but in the end, it's still a fucking wedding, right? I think that's the biggest thing that people forget about. In the end, it's still a wedding. So using that as the key example, when, when you talk about religion and the hub and spoke system, you know, look at where those spokes connect. Does it connect to a sister or a brother, or an aunt, a grandma? Those are people that you have to really go to because that's going to create your quote unquote wobble effect if you don't. And so we often think that our relationships are smooth because the hub is great. But the world outside, it can crumble. And, you know, and, and I love the poetic part of, of love where we say it's just you and me against the world. And it's absolutely true. It is you and me against the world when you're in a relationship. But remember that there's still a world out there. And do you want what kind of world do you want to fucking live in? You know, if it's you and you and me against the world, then don't you want to make the world a better place? Or do you want to you want to let the world outside destruct and you just have solace in each other? Where, then what does where does that leave you? in a world that has to be recreated. And I'm not trying to sound so biblical, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I love the poetic part. I love, I love, I love, love, man. I mean, I'm a big fan of it. A big fan of, of, of people enjoying energy with each other that can come, that can culminate into something great. But I think what happens with our challenges and relationships is exactly this. You got to remember where you are at the hub. You got to remember where the, where the, where the spokes are, if you will. And then you got to fix those wobbles, you know, strengthen those spokes, strengthen everything. Cause instead of making that hub into hub and spoke, try to make it into your entire core. So, you know, just imagine uh, like a, like a, the sun getting brighter and brighter and brighter into, into a really big ball. And I mean, that's where a good relationship with a good, good hub and spoke system becomes uh, an entity, you know? And I think that's what we'd all like, you know, it's kind of like uh, that statement people say it takes a village, right? Well, it takes a village to be in a hub and spoke relationship, right? And and if everybody's not on the same terms, you know, you always got that crazy aunt, you got that crazy uncle, you know, we all have, we all have them, trust me, you know, and like, what are they, what, what are they in the hub and spoke system of you and your partner? That's what you have to evaluate. And I'm not saying that aunt and uncle is, is less, less, uh, uh, less important, if you will, than this family structure. It could be a very important uncle and aunt. I get that. But what I'm trying to drive home is that you need to understand that you're still the hub and spoke with your partner. It is you and, a, you and me against the world kind of mentality, but you have to understand what that means when you say it's against the world. Instead of saying maybe against the world, the negative connotation would be it's you and me to make the world great or for the world. You know, it's so so um, one of the things that um, in my in my eyes is being out of sync doesn't mean the world is over, you know. So it's, that doesn't mean at all. So you had a few bad days, you know, the, those, those probably stems from not having that vacation or, you know, forgetting about the fact that what people uh, tend to forget about is as relationships continue, you're telling yourself that this person is becoming more and more your family, right? If you're, this is a person that you're going to be romantically involved in, your partner is someone that you that you love and you fast forward X number of months, years, whatever it is. And now you're looking at the long-term situation. Remember your family, you didn't choose this person you're going to. So if this person is becoming your family, 
you know, being out of sync doesn't mean the world is over. It doesn't mean that they're not going to, you know, reach the final goal for your intentions and vice versa. But you have to understand what that means, though, because you you have to really put it out there saying, well, how is it that you know your family? How much do you know about your family? Back to what I said in the last episode. You have to really know your partner, one. You have to know what how each other is going to share with each other. And you have to have a plan of action together. I think that's the problem with couples nowadays, you know, and, and I can tell you my, my own self personally is that, you know, we could have handled some things better together. But you know, call it pride, call it what you call it, stubbornness more than likely, you know, you, you just don't because people don't want to admit their faults. People don't want to admit that they're struggling with maybe admitting their faults or what their faults are. And people don't want to maybe admit weakness. You know, I, I know this I know this is a, a big topic for guys out there. Uh, and I'm going to isolate the guys for a second because everyone thinks, especially guys in a relationship, that showing that, uh, the, that you you know, care or showing that, you know, that you're talking or being sensitive or even crying in front of your partner is weakness. And that, and that, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to show how I'm weakness and weak in front of my girl. I absolutely understand. I absolutely get it, man. Like, you know, the person I am now and the person that I was before, if you ask any of my ex-girlfriends, you'll know, um, you know, I, I, um, it was really hard for me to share, you know, at times and very stubborn. And, you know, I, I grew up with the mentality of the man. I always had to be sort of, you know, the, 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 the person that does that doesn't move, you know, the person that has to be the foundation. He has to be, he has to, he has to just not, not wither and almost take it, if you will. So that's kind of how I grew up anyways. And I don't know if that's changed a lot over the years because I feel like men, you know, in relationships still feel like they have to, you know, either, either just, um, not say things, maybe not admit weakness, if you will, the quote unquote weakness that I talk about when it's called sharing feelings. So uh, to all you men out there, I have to tell you, um, a real, a real person that loves you, um, you know, is going to, is going to love you more when you actually tell, tell them that you are in a place where, you know, you're vulnerable, you know, showing your vulnerability to the person you love. It's not admitting weakness, showing your vulnerability to someone you love is actually allowing them to create more power with you. So remember that, you know, so think about this way. If you are two warriors in a, in a forest and you meet another warrior that's just like you, that, that does everything that's like you, that knows how to act, that knows how to live and, 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 and create their own life, but together you guys can create a better life, right? Now this warrior, you don't know very well, but, you, but you're beginning to know the synchronicities, the way you guys hunt, the way you guys care for each other, the things that you do together. Now you guys have families, now you guys have friends, now these warriors, you know, everybody's got the other. But she never tells you or he never tells you the weak, the weakness, the Achilles heel for them. But one day they finally do. One day they finally tell you how great of a warrior they are, but they can be defeated by this thing. Or you know after being with them for so long what their weaknesses are, right? Because that's what, that's what people do in relationships. And unfortunately, when we get into the relationships, when they, don't get, when they get challenged, we use those weaknesses or sorry, we use those Achilles heels as the you know, blowing points, you know, the things that we touch on. So remember that because with, with, with great warriors, you don't want to admit your vulnerability unless you absolutely love and trust that person. That's what you're looking for in a relationship is if you, as a man, as a woman out there in a relationship, in any relationship that you have, if you don't have love and trust for that person, then ask yourself why, you know, ask yourself, what is it about you that you can't admit? Now, again, back to the guys out there and women too. If you can't admit your vulnerability to your partner, you don't have to be afraid about not sharing with them. You can share with your best friend. You can go to, you know, someone that you confide in. 
you know, that's that's the thing that you need to under we need to understand more is that even with the fellas out there, you know, it's like, okay, so so something happens in your relationship. Instead of admitting your vulnerability there, talk to your a friend of yours, you know, someone that maybe will understand more than others, you know. Um, you'll be surprised at how other people have gone through relationships. You know, let's not fix the, let's not recreate the fucking wheel when it comes to relationships, you know. Some of the best relationships have, have existed out there and they exist because those other people get each other, right? So for those of you that have great relationships out there, I'm, I'm happy that, that, you, that you have those. And it, even great relationships are challenging. You know, so talk to people that are in good relationships. Talk to your friends that are in good relationships and ask them how the fuck they work on it. You know, so one thing we don't, we don't do enough, again, is share. You know, instead we're like, oh, why is so-and-so life so much better? Or what's that, uh, living your best life or whatever that is or hashtag blessed. You know what? Let them fucking be blessed, man. I mean, I mean, if they if they got something going well, I mean, this is I, I think we're reaching an era of, of our of our lives in this particular 2020, whatever you want to call it, is that we should be happy for each other. You know, and that that goes back to the relationship situation again is if you want to foster a relationship to be better, then what are you doing in that relationship to make it better? Simple. You know, so if you want to have the greatest fucking relationship in your life, what does that look like? You and your partner should look at your greatest your relationship and say our greatest relationship looks like this i'm actually i'm not joking with you you and your partner should at one point have a discussion say what does our the greatest relationship look like and then ask yourself if this is what it looks if this is currently what it is and it's okay if it isn't because your greatest relationship could look like you know three kids four houses you know a ranch i don't know you name it right whatever your whatever your greatest wishes are manifest those see that's what we don't do enough when's the last time you talked to your partner about things you want to manifest you know, when's the last time last time you talked to your partner about the things that you wanted to follow your dreams, you know, uh, you know, because or your brother crushed it or your sister didn't think about it, or your aunt didn't, you know, whatever it is, you know, but you, you just let it go because you said, you know what, it's stupid. In the end, the best thing you're going to do for your relationship is communicate. You know, you have to you have to know that if this is the greatest relationship you're going to be, then then make it the greatest thing that you're going to be. Uh, of yourself, you know, like be, be good to it, be kind to it, make, make it the most precious thing that you've ever had in your life. You know, if it, imagine it's the most precious, precious thing that you have. If this is the relationship that you want, then take care of it like you would the most precious thing. And if you ever have any doubts, you know, just communicate. I think that's the biggest piece in life that I could say. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Um, life is about, you know, realizing what we can do together, not apart. Hope you guys have an amazing day and all the relationships out there that you're fostering, please make it great. And if you ever have any comments, please send them my way. Blessings.